Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, man, it's so good to see you today. Oh, what's wrong with you? The 9 o'clock crowd liked each other. Uh, don't you like it? Doesn't the 11 o'clock crowd like, like each other? Sure you do. Everybody loves each other in the Lord, Jesus Christ. I'd like to share a few words with you today. I do want to reiterate, please, come out Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. There's lots of room in sanctuary, seats to sit down in. Service usually lasts about an hour and 15 minutes. What a wonderful time together. The children, we give them a kid packs so they can be enjoy themselves while service is going on. And I say this to folks who are joining us on Facebook, that if you're unable to be with us on Sundays, maybe you're gone and such, Wednesday night, sanctuary is open. Come on out. We have a great time of worship, a great time of celebration in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God. Man, we've been having a tremendous time. I actually mentioned, I said, I want to do, I want to put in a promotion and promote Wednesday night a time of worship. So make time to come here Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. You'll be blessed. A wonderful time of worship midweek. We need God every day of the week. But somehow or another, something about hump day. We really need the Lord on hump day on Wednesday so that we can keep going. Amen. So be here Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Pastor Micah, he no doubt will not disappoint you in the way he preaches and, uh, and, and how God anoints him and the the praise and worship music going on so praise the Lord for that looking forward to that I'd like to share with you just simply together we are stronger together we are stronger and I want to concentrate a few moments on that word together and the element of together and that word together let's pray right now father in the name of Jesus Christ I ask you Lord your anointing is here I can go on and speak, but I always want to recognize the fact, God, I can't do anything without you. Let your anointing flow. Anoint me, God. Help me, Lord, to speak with clarity. And, Lord, that faith rise up in the house and among your people. Just bless and move in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. In the book of Ephesians, there are... That, that word together is used several times in the book of Ephesians, just that book alone. Go ahead and do sometime in your spare time a search on that word together. You'll find it throughout the word of God. You'll find out and discover that this is a part of God's kingdom plan and his purpose is the together. I've been teaching at lunch with pastor at 12 noon on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And been sharing just on the Sermon on the Mount. We finally finished chapter 5. We still got two more chapters to go. And it's been going for a while. But something that we discovered and we realized. That I envisioned when Jesus was announcing the kingdom of God. To, to those inhabitants of earth. You know it's almost like. Almost as though. It was sort of like a sci-fi scene. Of the son of God. Son of man. God himself alien among human beings and then began to speak in a way that was with clarity and just simply looking among and there were the people that filled that hillside. He wanted them to be together. God is all about together. 
He's all about us being together. You believe that. That's why you're here at 11 o'clock. That's why you're gathering here. That's why we're going to go as a journey as a church. We're going to stay together through this format where eventually it's like the East and the West are going to rejoin and reunite itself eventually where the 9 and 11 o'clockers will meet themselves eventually together because God is all about together. In Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, several occasions, Ephesians 1 and 10. I just want to give you a little word this morning, and then I've got something I'd like to show you, explain to you, that I believe will be a revelation word to you. Father, touch us, anoint us in Jesus' name. I ask it, Lord, have your way. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 1 and 10 says, Paul writes, it says, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In Ephesians 2 and 5, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. Ephesians 2 and 6 says, and raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Chapter 2 verse 21, in whom the whole building being fitly together grows into a holy temple in the Lord fitting together fitly together grows into a holy temple in the Lord Ephesians and verse 22 says in whom you were also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit Ephesians 4 and 16 says from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies by what every joint supplies being knit together and brought together connecting together one supplying the other one supplying another supplying and help to another knit together by what every joint supplies according to effective working by which every part does its share we're together causing causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love God has a method of edification of the church. And the edification of the church is not in the gifts or talents that it has. The edification of the church is not what great show and great, uh, great uh, performances we can do. The edification of the church is not... It's, it's just not by the great uh, buildings and, and campuses we can build. The edification of the church is, it can only be edified by one thing is that we're rooted and grounded in love, that we're in love with Jesus and in love with everyone else and that we love the world and that love causes the church to be edified in the eyes of the world. With the streets being filled with people searching and longing and wanting and demonstrating with perhaps a just cause but somehow, you know how man is, we always pollute everything and we always make it wrong and go in the wrong direction, all this stuff going on. With all this demonstration going on, what edifies God the most and edifies his church the most is the effectual working of his love in this world. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because isn't it funny how even the ungodly knows real from the unreal, they know from real from fake, and they know real love when they see it. 
Why? Because mankind was created in love by the hands of love and the voice of love of God. We were created in love and so therefore there's a longing and a human desire for love but the love they search for can't be found in the corruptible ways of the world and the corruptible corruptible mindset of, of humanity. It can only be found through the divine love of God that he has given us. That's what we long for is that kind of love. And, and Paul knew about it. That's why he, he began to share so much about together relationships. And so on, on the screen you see these, this forest of trees, which is interesting. You know, a trees standing, sojourned next to one another. And it's not just any trees, it's redwood trees. Now... I wanted to bring out maybe some spiritual aspect and understanding of what I'm sharing here and what you're going to see. And so I pray to God that it will plant something within you. That's not a pun on words, but really plant something in you that will evolve and grow and happen and faith growing within us. My knowledge is lim limited in the area of trees. But I did do a bit of reading. I did spend the night at the Holiday Inn, I just thought so. I don't know why I always think of that crazy commercial, you know, but I did spend the night at the Holiday Inn. Um, I'm not an expert, but I did spend the night at the Holiday Inn. But what I did is I searched on the Internet, like all of us do. We, we become vastly, vastly uh, educated on the Internet. And uh, at least we think we are, but at least we got information at the fingertips where we can go to it and find and discover. So I searched the internet and I did some reading on it. I thought it might be interesting because my knowledge is very, very limited. It's, and so I did a bit of reading into the root system of trees and how trees grow. And, and so because I want to know how it is that trees grow and how they're fed and and what allows a tree to remain healthy in order to, to, so we can look at that to maybe compare it to our Christian life. The roots of trees really don't go very deep, but I ran across some stuff in this study that I think maybe you might find it interesting. A, a tree researcher from Stockholm made an exhaustive, exhaustive study of over 500 trees and had... Uh, uh, that had roots and had the utility conflicts of the roots and its environment and how it grew. He, he found out that he, that he regularly found roots at depths of seven to nine feet deep. And, and sometimes he encountered some trees that had roots that was 23 feet deep. They found numerous examples of trees reported to be growing roots to even 33 feet and one they found it went as low as it's deep as 174 feet deep apparently the tree's roots can grow as much as possible as long as the conditions are right conditions such as water oxygen and soil uh, soil condition that tree can grow and the roots can go deep well, I, that's a message all by itself. God has he's fully furnished us with everything that's necessary to grow and to flourish. 
God planted you into his kingdom, into his garden, into his plan, and he set us up with the right type of nourishment, the right kind of environment, and the right spirit to breathe air to breathe and to the right oxygen level so that we could thrive and grow. Listen, God wants us to grow. God wants you to grow. He wants you to grow more than what I have, the potted tomato plants I have in my backyard. I've got some old pots to put out there. They're large enough, put out the soil, and they're sitting there, and they're growing. I'd like to take credit for it. We have watered them. We have fed them, and they're growing, and I guess I could take some credit for it, but really, all in all, it's up to God. All it would take is one of his godly rabbits to come by and suddenly decide he's going to eat all the leaves. All it would take is a good hot week and, and suddenly, or a good wind or a good storm and suddenly they're obliterated and doesn't exist anymore. So really, I can't take any credit for it because I really don't control the total exposure of those plants. But we serve a God that is over our exposure. We're totally exposed into his love and into his favor and into his goodness and into his power. And, and, and he's there for us. So God wants us to thrive more than pastor's tomato plants. He wants his tomato plants to thrive. Oh, you better believe it. Facebook's going to have the pics. One of these days, there's going to be pics. And I'm going to show to the world, to the whole world, what a tomato is supposed to look like. And then there'll be someone else posts one bigger. You know, that's how it usually is. All right. Paul, talking about together and how important it is together. In Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. I'm going to use this as a text. In verses 17 through 19 in the New International Version, Paul writes, he says, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a holy person. Hey, Paul said it. Together with all God's holy people. To grasp, to grasp, listen, he says, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure, filled up to the measure, filled up to the measure of all the fullness of God, filled up to the measure of all the goodness of God. When I think of filled up to the measure, I think of the Purple Cow and the Purple Cow restaurant in Virginia Beach. We went there, needed a hamburger. We needed something to eat. We went there, and it was great. It was called a restaurant called the Purple Cow. Not only did they make the biggest, thickest shakes that you've ever had in your life, but not only do they fill your shake cup to overflowing, they actually give you the tin cup that they mixed it with, and there's more shake in there, so it's over full to the, to the fullest. You, you know, if your glass cup starts going down, shake glass, you just pour in some more that's in the tin cup, and it's like, wow, this is awesome. Usually I just get the cup. Usually that's all I ever get is a cup, and it's just shake, but man, they gave me everything. Even the residue, the extra, he, they gave it to him. This is yours. This is what God's saying to us. He says, that, he says here that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Right. Come on. 
glory to God in order to us to have the power in order to grasp the width and the depth of Christ's love in order to know that this is a love that's beyond our knowledge we must be rooted and established in love when I start slipping spiritually guess what happens the first place I look not my wife not someone else or blame someone. The first thing I look is my love level. Because if I lose my love level, then my spiritual life is nothing and I'm powerless. But if I ask God, God, let me love. Lord, I go back to the cross and I see love and I realize the love that I didn't deserve I've received. And Lord, now just fill my heart with love for people. And for other people, then what happens, Ron Bynum, the more he loves people, the more spiritual he gets. That, you know, you can't get any more spiritual than how much you love. Oh, you can make a little noise and you can do a little dance and you can do all the movements and the motions and, and know all the catchphrases, but if you don't have love, you, honey, you ain't spiritual. That's the measurement of your love. Spiritual growth is not just a personal relationship with Jesus. I've heard people say, can't I just have a, my, just this nice private relationship with God? And that's it, just me and Jesus. Yeah, it's kind of like old saying, me and Jesus. Got our own thing going. Me and Jesus. Got all worked out. Me and Jesus got our own thing going. I don't need anybody to tell me what it's all about. Baloney. That's not Bible. That's not Bible. It might have been a cute song at one time, but man, hopefully we've matured and aged out of that. Because the fact is, you do need somebody. No man's an island out here. I don't see any Lone Rangers out there. I don't see any silvers, uh, silver that's parked out there out in the parking lot and, and tied up sitting there waiting and poor old Jim's out there with the pooper scooper making sure everything's fine. I don't see any silvers out there and I don't see any Long Rangers out here. We even Long Ranger had Tonto. So, so come on. But God's not called us to be alone. He's called us to be together. In order to grasp the width and length and height and depth of God, we need each other to understand this. You need me and I need you. All your idiosyncrasies, I need them. Bring them on. All my idiosyncrasies, you need them. All of mine, every one of them. So I'm going to bring them on. Because in the process, we're going to see a dimension of God's love in so many different ways, and we will expand into the love of God together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Common people ask, they say, well, do I need the church in order to be saved? What they're really asking is, do I need to be part of a, of a community of believers in order to go to heaven? The isolated Christian can indeed know something of the love of Jesus, but his grasp of that love is, going to, is bound to be limited by his limited experience. Don't be limited by your limited experience. You don't just go to church for you. This ain't all about you. It never was created about you. You come and you receive because somebody else is given to you. Uh -huh. And in turn, you give someone else. 
And God through heaven sees you joined together in the formula which he's planted his trees. And the way he wants them is to be together. And so heaven comes down. And in a glorious expectation as hearts are united together, loving one another in Christ, even with all the idiosyncrasies, sitting with one another, loving one another, singing together, and praising God together, all of the flawed and cracked vessels and individuals of people out here, imperfect people, reaching out to a perfect God, and in that is a perfect recipe of heaven coming down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It needs the whole people of God to understand. They need the whole people of God to understand the whole love of God. All the saints together, Jews, Gentiles, men and women, young and old, black and white, with all their varied backgrounds and experiences, we grow together. We grow together. As we experience life together, we're more aware of how much more there is to love and how we can express that love. When we share each other's burdens, when we share our lives together, we learn more about love. We understand, we walk a journey together. Some folks in this church have walked a journey through a process of end of life, and we've been there with them. We knew in their healthy days, knew them in their healthy days, and then they became ill, and they passed away, and we were there with them. We learned and rejoiced with them, enjoyed the memories and times together, but we as a body and a community of faith, we joined in, locked arms together, come together and say, we're going to pray for each other, we're going to love each other. Oh, one has fallen, but another one's going to bring them up and lift them up. It's ministry upon people and people connecting with people and God using them. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. When we share in each other's burdens, we share each other's lives, we learn more about love. Now, when you're single, about love is, is that you understand love as a love to family and friends. You love, you know. And we love our family and friends when you're single. But when you fall in love, understand another dimension of love that you didn't even know about. Oh, my when, when, when we suddenly become like in the great words of the movie Bambi, when we get Twitter-pated. It's amazing the things you remember when you preach. I'm serious. Okay, God, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah when we get Twitter-pated. When we fall in love and suddenly the dimension of love has changed into the flow of someone else, into not only that person, but then suddenly you've suddenly got to engage with their family and discover love and so many... Listen, God wants us to expand the roots, uh, the, uh, us to expand and love to expand. And then when you have kids, you enter into a new dimension of love and a sharing of love. And then not only that, when you become grandparents, there's that new area, grandparents in love with children and grandchildren and, and such. And so through that all, we all are, are loving. Likewise, as Christians, you know something of God's love. You can know something of God's love alone, but you won't understand and experience God's love in a deeper sense if you stop there. You can't be alone. You are not alone. Why? Because God says that we've all, we've come together in all of our imperfections. We are together. As a matter of fact, we're better together. Yes, 
We are better. Christian, we are better together. We come together. We are we come together to worship God as a collective body and to sit next to people who are imperfect, just like me, but love and desire and love and show and learn and grow as we connect together as a body of believers. Something happens corporately that doesn't happen separately. The scripture says, let us praise his name together. Let us together lift up his name and praise his name. Something happens corporately. Something dynamic happens. This, this building is an ordinary building. It's a, made of metal and uh, steel and, 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 and drywall and insulation and um, fixtures and doors and, and, and framing and, uh, and on and on and on and on. Carpet and wood and the such. But it's an ordinary building. But when we come together, an ordinary building becomes comes the house of God because of the connection of something happens when we are corporately together. The devil doesn't like it when we're together. The devil doesn't like it when we come together and worship together. He doesn't like it when one another reminds the other of the love of God and the goodness of God. He doesn't like it when we begin to minister to one another and give gifts and begin to help one another. He doesn't like it when we cry out people's name before God that God will minister in their life. He doesn't like it when we minister to the pains and the grieving and, the, and those who are discouraged he doesn't like it but I know one who does like it as a matter of fact he's made us for it he's made us for it praise God praise God hallelujah um, we may not believe it or not but Paul mentioned he said in Ephesians this love surpasses knowledge which means that this is not a matter of what you know or think. <clears throat> it's supernatural. It's supernatural. It changes lives. It makes a difference. Hallelujah. In order to have this, it needs to be experienced in community. We're together. We're soldiered together. Now, in my study, in vast study of trees, And I say that facetiously, you know, a little bit funny. You can look it up too. Look up Redwoods. Uh, do that. You'll be blessed by it. It's really cool. Really awesome. That's why the picture there is the woods of, of Redwood trees. Redwood trees have shallow root systems that extend over 100 feet from the base of the tree. And they intertwine with the roots of other redwoods. They like to live next to each other as families. They intertwine their roots with each other. You know, we might think a 350-foot tree. Now, a 350-foot tree is 18 times the height of our ceiling. That's how tall the tree is. We might think a 350-foot tree, tall tree, would need deep roots, but that's not the case with the redwoods. You imagine how deep it would have to be, but redwoods are able to reach such great heights in part due to the, the tight tree groupings or the families, they call them. Go to that other picture. In this picture here, you see there's some roots from redwood trees. I'd like to see you go out there and kind of like, it, it kind of resembles that balled up 
rubber bands that I challenge you to separate them individually to where which tree it's, it's impossible because of the grafting did you do you see how they're grafted in together there that literally the terminology uses that they're under the ground or shaking hands and that and that literally the intertwining there is this is what I want you to do I want you to take your hands if someone's next to you you do it with them okay but I want you to take your hands and open your fingers and just put your fingers together then with that person, okay? You don't have to squeeze or anything. Just put it in together. And then kind of see if you can pull apart, you know. And the other one kind of hold on, okay? So it's it, there's a tension there, isn't it? You know, it's just like you just can't pull it apart. Well, literally, the roots under the ground with the tree like this is actually called the fingers that are locking together their roots that they not only are there to support each other tree that they spread across so they have deep roots it's not that deep to hold up that tree but with the intertwining meshing of the coming together you know what I'm talking about don't you 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 know where I'm going at don't you uh huh uh huh uh huh and with the intertwining there there's that tension there of of the other hand saying I'm not going to let go of this hand you know now I got arthritis and and nodding uh, knuckles here and so therefore if I do that I can't only get it apart but the fact is there's a, this locking intertwining a redwood tree not only clings to its roots each other they actually get nourishment from each other they draw from the roots from somebody else. Oh, oh my goodness. This ought to be something. Come on, come on. Steve, Steve Furtick was preaching this. I know he'd do it a lot better, but this is some Steve Furtick kind of stuff. You know what I'm talking about? To the fact that there's no way you're going to fall down, my friend. The devil may cause some winds to come your way and say, I'm going to bring you down, but then there's another tree that says, no, he's not going down because I got a hold of their roots and they ain't going nowhere. They're going to stand firm. They're going to stand tall. Glory to God. This tree might be withering a little bit and not growing so much but here comes another root that gets a hold of it and says listen you are destined to stand tall you are destined by God to grow and to, to, and to be a mighty tree and a glorious tree and so therefore let me give you nourishment let me give you the word of God let me encourage you let me let you know that you're going to stand why? because you're in the family why? because you're a redwood why? because my my roots are gone. Not gonna let go of you. That's how it works. And Paul used the botanical term of roots, and he used the archaeological or uh, those uh, building terms of established, so that there be a foundation to build on. And that's why the church comes together. That's why the church stands together. That's why together is all about God and his kingdom. Yeah, together. We're together. As an example, we're stronger when we spend time with God. We're stronger together when we worship together. We're stronger together when we sing and pray together. We're stronger together when we eat together. We're stronger together when we go out to the community to share the love of Christ. We're stronger together when we go out and help those who are in need. We're stronger together when we work together. We're stronger together when we keep in touch and visit the sick and encourage the discouraged. 
and open our hearts and our homes. We're stronger when we have the same hope, same Lord, and same faith. We're stronger when we love each other, even when we disagree. We're stronger when we're weak, for God is our strength, and he is glorified. I joined him with the prayer of the Apostle Paul. And his prayer was for us to be rooted and established in love to God and to one another. So that we may know, grow, and go. That we may know who God is. Because when we connect with each other, we know each other's testimony. We know about each other's life. We know what we're hooking up to and what the need is and what's going on. We know that God is raising up someone and we can watch as an example that person's life. God raising them up. Hallelujah. We know who God is because he's in you. 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 He's in every one of you. We know who God is. Because we know each other. We grow up in this likeness. We're not perfect. But you get a whole bunch of trees together. And their roots intertwining with each other. And you just can't imagine what God can do. When we nourish one another. When we lift up one another. We hold on to one another. It's incredible what God can do for an entire lifetime. How God can bless an entire lifetime. And the blessing that will flow all the way to eternity. That's the church my friends. That's the community. That's the forest we're a part of. We're a part of that forest intertwining. You may not feel like you're all that. You're all that special. And you may not feel that you know a lot about God. And that deep. You don't have that deep roots. But that's okay. You just, you just join up with the rest of the bunch. And we will grow together. We'll grow together. How many here knows what I'm talking about this morning? How many here has received benefit of this experience in your life? You're here today because you believe in this. And you believe in the community of the church of Jesus Christ. You believe in Rodney Pike Church of God. That God had to establish this church, create this church. And the love of God flows through it. Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged, my friend. If you are, there's somebody here that's ready to raise you up. There's somebody here ready to encourage you and to lift you up. Praise God for that. The world is searching to be a part of something. Something great. We found it. It's God's kingdom. It's the church. That's what they're searching for. It's the fellowship. The interlocking. The coming together. That's what they're searching for. And can't find it in the world. We've got to tell them about it. We've got to bring it to them. We've got to show it to them. This is the love of God. We may be established in the greatness of Christ's love. And grow deep into his love. Praise God. Praise God. Love is so important. That Paul said if I prophesy it profits nothing. He said, if I don't have love, it brings to no good use. But love 
makes it valuable. Valuable. Would you stand with me right now? I want you to join the hands of the person next to you and I want you to look at each other and say, we are together. We are together. Together. We're coming to a day where that people outside of your household and your family, you're going to be able, you're, you're going to hold hands with them, okay? This thing's temporary. I declare it so in the name of Jesus Christ. There's no such thing in God's kingdom, something called social distancing. No way. We'll fizzle. We will physically distance you, but there's not going to be any social distancing around here because we're a family of God and we have our roots intertwined and locked in with each other. You just tell the devil that. He's been lying to some folks saying you're alone, you're by yourself, you can't deal with this. Look, your whole church world is turned upside down. You say if that's so, that's okay because if you look upside down, you'll see nothing but a bunch of roots that are intertwined together and you can't separate it, devil. You can't separate it in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God, Lord. Go ahead and sing a song. Just worship him right now. Praise him for his love. Praise him. Worthy. And ask God to fill you with his love. Worthy is Let me was say, holy, holy is he. Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Holy, holy, holy. (laughs) I just happen to believe that the Holy Ghost doesn't have any limits. He doesn't have anything. There's no distance that's a problem or anything. All he needs is just some people that are hungry for him and hungry to be touched by God. Is there anybody in the house say this morning, Pastor, I want the presence of God to fill me right now. Just if you believe that you want that, raise your hand right now in the name of Jesus Christ. For the Lord has filled this house and the Lord has filled his sanctuary and there is no distance with you and God. So in the name of Jesus Christ, you open your heart to him right now. Because right now the Holy Spirit's going to touch you. Go on, open up to it. I receive you, Lord. I receive your power, God. I receive your touch, oh Lord. I re- oh yeah, go on praising. I receive your touch. I receive your touch. Holy God, holy Lord. I receive your touch. You have no limit. You have no hindrances. I receive your touch. In the name of Jesus. Oh, his presence is moving throughout the house. Oh, Lord. 
I receive you. Oh, God, I open myself for you, oh, Lord. Your strength, your power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and sing. We'll close out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.